Welcome to a Life of Freedom podcast, your source of inspiration and information on how and why you should choose to pursue your own happiness, pursue your passion, and design a life that fulfills you and makes it your own. And now here's your host, Ayesh LKZ. Welcome to episode 15 of season 2. Today we are talking with Wendy Darling, personal trainer, nutrition coach, life coach, fitness model, and a proud mother. Let's get to the part one of the interview. Before we start, I would like to talk about WISE, formerly known as TransferWISE. Receive money directly to your account with zero fees wherever you are in the world. Hold and convert money to over 40 currencies instantly in your account and get a debit card to spend in any currency. All with low and transparent fees. Try it out from the affiliate link below with no additional cost to you. And now back to the podcast. Wendy, it's uh, great to meet you. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, tell us like who you are and what you do. Uh, we'll start with that. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> well, um, my name on Instagram is Wendy Darling, and um, I am a personal trainer, nutrition coach, life coach, and fitness model. I'm also nice. a mom. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's start with what came first, uh, like with uh, like all your jobs are like like how did you got started on all of this oh my um well I've always been an athlete my whole life I started swimming and gymnastics when I was four years old and I've never stopped uh, being active in some form of a sport I've done yeah. martial arts running boxing kickboxing and then lately the last four years bodybuilding um which was kind of a natural progression just because being an athlete your whole life you have muscle and you just want something to the next level so I had been in pretty high level sports my whole life um, and I just wanted a different mental game so a lot of people said natural bodybuilding is a pretty serious mental game just to be able to get onto that stage especially when you do it without using drugs yeah so I chose that and um I needed a stage presence in a sense and being a tomboy and an athlete my whole life, I really didn't think I had, I don't know, the pizzazz that you needed for stage. So I took a modeling um, kind of two day gig where it was supposed to teach me how to have poise and stuff on stage. And people that were running the shoot said I was a natural and I should look into modeling. So I was like, um, okay, I'm five, three, <laughs> most models are like five ten. So I, you know, it just, I, I had a love for life and yeah. I've always been active and fit. So my shots were sort of not your typical model shots. Um, my first shot that sort of kind of went viral was a cell phone shot of me on a train. Um, okay. and it's just, it wasn't a typical shot. It just happened to be what was outside the modeling place. Uh, there was a railroad station right outside there. So we took a shot. And I, I mean, it kind of snowballed from that. 
in that I wanted my page to not be about my pictures. I wanted my page to be about inspiration and inspiring everybody to get fit and get up and live their best life. So I made sure my captions were not just little tiny quotes, but like my heart and my soul. Because I'm a very open person. I'm a very honest person. And I like to share my thoughts. So that kind of turned into what my page is now, where it's I try and make it inspiring. And then I just enjoyed it so much that I continued to shoot. Um, thankfully, I have a great friend who's my main photographer. Yeah. And so we shoot a lot together. And um, I guess the rest is history. And I guess through that... I had enough people, my life sort of changed during COVID like everybody's. And I got my personal training degree and I got my nutrition license and um, started my business in January of this year. Okay, so it's like, it's great. Uh, How was your like experience like when when you're starting the business? So uh, let's talk about that. How was it starting it? It was definitely out of the box. I'm a perfectionist. So I thought I had to have everything perfect in order to start it. And I had, thankfully, some good friends come around me and say, just just start it. Just launch it. You're not going to ever have it done to the level that you want it done unless you just start it. And I did. And um, yeah, I mean, you kind of grow with your clients. So I teach my clients, they teach me. And hopefully I'm better for each client that I have progressively down the road. Yes. So as a new business, like how would you get clients to like, how you get to like the first few clients, like, you know, what's your idea? Like without, you know, without having experience, like what's your pitch to them? <laughs> I think everybody has to get that their own way, especially nowadays. Um, I mean, the world has sort of since COVID it's fallen apart and built itself back together in good ways and bad ways. So, I mean, social media is a great way, at least it used to be, but yeah. it's not necessarily a great way now, especially it depends on who you are. I mean, as a model, they're banning all of us and shadow banning us. So our reach is so much less than it ever used to be that getting a client through social media is almost impossible. Um, And I'm not the only one I'm hearing. A lot of people have the same thing. So I honestly, I've like gone back to almost passing out, you know, cards somewhere old school. Um, I think it's just word of mouth in that you just have to make sure you're standing up everywhere you are and making sure people know what you do because no platform, if you put all of your eggs in one basket, you're, I mean, it's the old saying, it's just never going to work. And so if you're looking for social media to be it right now, unfortunately, that's rarely the case for very many people anymore. It's just not a good platform to really grow. Yeah. Like I would say, like in a marketing standpoint, there now before, like you know, TV was the thing, you know, to reach out to people. Now it became so expensive. Now people move to social media. It might become, uh, like you as you said, like kind of oh, now the organic reach is like uh, pretty much dead. It's like you know, you have to pay to promote yourself. That's the basic idea, I think. So, and also it's like when all that happens, I think it's like you know, we are going back to basics because. Uh, those things were expensive back then. I think it would be like uh, much less of a cost right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely expensive to advertise. And I think you have to just make sure you know where you're advertising and make sure that your advertising is um, reaching the right people. Yes, and that's, yeah. the more and more people I talk to, the less and less that's actually happening. So I think less and less businesses have faith in social media and 
are sort of cutting the hand off that feeds it. So I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be like complicated to teach. So let's say like what kind of a clients uh, like uh, do you have like uh, do you have like a in, uh, like in in specific kind of client so or do you like have a wide like a wide range of, I have a pretty wide variety I yeah. don't take bodybuilding clients that are trying to step on stage yeah. um I have my reasons for that <laughs> and if you need a coach that you want to step on stage with I definitely have a coach that I use um but I tend to like the average the average Joe who's just dealing with life and the stresses of life. That's where a yeah. lot of who I am is really my core and my gift because I was a mom. I am a mom of three kids. I homeschooled them. I have the stresses of trying to stay fit and stay healthy while raising kids anywhere from little young ones to they're all they're grown now. They're 20, 18, and 16. So um, I mean, I know what it's like to go through all those phases of high school sports and things like that and still find time to make your life and your fitness a priority while still allowing your kids' lives to be a priority as a parent. And then on top of that, I homeschooled, which meant I had (laughs) even that. Um, And I worked as well. So trying to fit it all in, I definitely feel like I are my strong suits, which is why I added the life coaching in, because I think right now so many people are lacking that accountability and just that person to come alongside them and encourage them to be the best they can be. So I like that that's a big part of my program. I have phone calls with my clients every week. Um, and then I allow them to email me or talk through WhatsApp whenever they need me. So I'm there for them in a way that a lot of nutrition and personal trainers are not, which is what I like. Yes. Yeah. So let's say like a new client comes to you, like how would you like, you know, start 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 their journey or start the process of coaching? So I don't do meal plans. Um, Again, meal plans are the thing that the fitness industry likes to push right now because they're cheap and they're easy and they make the coach a lot of money. Okay. Not that way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in this to, you know, make a fortune off of hurting other people, which the fitness industry, I like to say, is a lot of smoke and mirrors. Um, It's a lot of people using drugs and saying that they have the best plan for you. When in reality, they don't have a plan. They don't care about you. They're just taking a lot of steroids to look the way they look and then use that body to sell anything and everything. Yes. So my plan is very different, especially coming from a teacher background. I don't want to give my clients something that they're going to have to keep coming back to me for, you know, month after month after month, year after year. I don't, I won't want that. I want them to learn. So my program is a six month program where I teach them everything they need to know to never need a client or a nutrition coach again. And um, that's been very successful with the clients that take it seriously and learn everything I have to teach with the clients that haven't necessarily put their best foot forward and are still wanting that magic pill. Unfortunately, it doesn't go as well, but they're still better off than had I just handed them a meal plan because a meal plan is something that anyone can sort of adhere to for six weeks. We can all do anything for six weeks. Um, But it's when you're told, okay, now live the rest of your life this way. Nobody's going to eat the same food for the rest of their life that they ate for six weeks. So that's when that meal plan then becomes 
non-helpful when they're done with the six-week yeah, yeah, program. Yeah. So many of these programs are six to eight-week challenges, and you're supposed to lose so much weight on them, but they never teach you how to actually eat right. So when you're done with that six to eight-week challenge, unless you want to go back to starving yourself, which is what most of those challenges are all about, is starving yourself, then they're lost. And they're yes, left yeah. wanting to know what the heck they're supposed to do. So that's why mine's a six-month program where I teach them how to eat any time of the year, during the holidays, during stressful times, when they have only fast food to you know turn to, when they have lots of sports with their kids. I teach them what it's like to put healthy food in their body as energy instead of handing them a meal plan and saying, follow this and only eat this. Um, so that's a difference in my courses. I'm actually giving people the skills and the habits in a sense, a toolbox filled yes. with yes. lessons that allow them to be healthy for the rest of their life. So like uh, what you're saying, it's like, uh, like, you know, when a meal, meal plan does it, so it's going to be like, you know, one set of like, you know, kind of food or like you like make it like in in those uh, six periods so you will be into into like in you know, a different uh, like a different lifestyle in those six weeks like you know when you got out of that uh, like uh, it would be like a different thing like you know it's like you're not learning like the basics and uh, you like you're not uh, like you do not know what to do by yourself you just follow that and exactly. like after that uh, it's it doesn't help exactly. uh, yeah. and most people don't want to eat the things that are on that meal plan anyways yeah they don't and you know some people will say oh sign up for my eight week program and even pick the food you want but they're not letting them pick all the food they want they're just letting them pick a bunch of specific food for those six weeks yes, and then yeah that's what they make that meal plan out of instead of teaching them how to eat anything. I, I still eat cheesecake. I still drink wine. I still have a beer. I still have a burger every week. And those are the things I teach my clients. It's live life. Don't, there's nothing I'm going to tell you that you have to get rid of. I may tell you, you can't have it every day. But the thing is, is at the end of the six months, I'm hoping I'm not telling you anything. I'm hoping I've given you the habits and the skills to know when you can have those foods. And then I've helped you earn and gain the mindset so that you don't want those foods every day because you don't want to have to work off that weight. You've done the work and now you know how to have implement a hamburger and a beer or a piece of cheesecake into your week and not have it throw you. And those are just life habits that come from the first thing I have my clients do is implement more protein. There's, unless you're a serious athlete and there's nobody that's eating enough protein in America. I have yet to have a client come to me that's even eating half of the protein that they should be eating. So as soon as I get my clients eating the correct amount of protein and adding some water, I generally have, not generally, a hundred percent of the time people start losing weight because their body is getting the energy and the nutrition it needs and the water to flush things out of their system. And they're starting to get on a set course of implementing good food into their body that their body's like, oh, you're feeding me now. Oh, I have the right amount of energy. And then we can go to the next set of skills and the next set of skills. And so my skills and habits build on each other. So by the time that they're done with six months, they know how to literally, I'm not a outlier. My body is not some freak genetic thing because if you saw the genetics I come from, you'd be like, oh my gosh, how did you do that? (laughs) Um, 
but it's just a consistent lifestyle that I have where I make the choices I do every day to put food in my body for energy, not for emotional support. Yeah. It's like uh, what you're saying is uh, now, how do you incorporate that uh, beers or burgers or like, how do you know like when to do it? Like if, if they want. How do you implement those Jimmy foods? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's definitely that's down the road. That's yeah. not something that I can teach yes. right off the bat. Um, I can explain how it is, but it might not necessarily make sense. Yes, and somebody yeah. wouldn't have the life skills um, to ah, implement yes. that. Um, because for a lot of people, having a piece of cake throws them to want more cake and more cake. Yes. So it's something where we start with the protein and we start with the water and then we migrate and and we add in, you know, having fresh fruits and vegetables. So their body is getting more of the micronutrients that it needs and it feels better. And the thing is, our stomach is our second brain. So when we feed our just like when we feed our real brain, when we feed it crap from TV, we can't think straight. We don't have a positive mental state. We may be more angry or more depressed. Well, the same thing goes for our second brain being our stomach. When we feed it crap, it can't think it. I mean, there's a reason why so many people are ADHD and ADD and suffer from depression and suffer from anxiety in today's world. And it's because all this processed food that we're putting in our body, our body can't digest. It doesn't know what to do with. It doesn't know where to put the energy because a lot of it isn't energy. It's junk. And so our body has a lot of just crap in it. And what can a body do or brain do when it has a lot of crap? It, it spews crap, you know? So we have negative connotation. We have negative energy. We have negative emotions. We have kids that can't think straight. We have kids that, you know, can't handle a little bit of somebody saying, you know, shape up. So we have <laughs> kids that don't have a backbone. You know, we, we need to start with the bare We need to go back to the beginning and say fresh fruits and vegetables, whole grains and protein. And those are the things our body needs to provide our cells and our muscles and everything in our body to to work. You know, good uh, women stay away from fats. Well, the problem is, is our fats are what regulate our hormones. And so when we're under 25, 30 years old, we can eat like crap and not have too much go wrong. But especially as a female, after we've had kids and we reach 30, 35 and our hormones are starting to fluctuate, if we're not eating enough healthy fats, our hormones can't take care of our body. And so we're literally doing a disservice to our body by putting the wrong foods in it. And then we wonder why our body can't last 12 hours of work, why we wake up sluggish, why we can't think straight, why we're negative, why we're snapping at our kids, why we're snapping at our spouse, you know, and we add in the stress of life on top of a bad diet and we just can't function. So a lot of what I teach people is how to eat well so that when they go out for that date night on Friday night, they can have that beer and that hamburger and those fries. And it's not going to throw their week off because they've learned the habits that allow that to be possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's say now you you talked about, you know, starting with protein and uh, and then going with the, yeah, like fresh fruits and vegetables and, you know, regulate uh, like the water intake you take. So let's tell us like in a meal, like how would like the carbs and protein and fats, like, you know, how, how should be the amounts? like How would that all look? 
So the thing I start with is you definitely want to, if you're going to eat something, make sure that there's protein in the meal. Again, we're trying to get protein because protein is the building block for our bodies and our muscle. Um, Carbs build muscle as well. And carbs are what help our brain function. So when we have people staying low carb diets are the best way to go. It's actually the worst way to go. Yeah. A, a balanced, we, we have this pendulum that we keep swinging on. We're like, oh, high fat. No, no fat. Oh, high carbs. No, no carbs. And we never get it in the middle, which is what our body needs of that balanced protein, balanced carbohydrate, balanced fat. So what I say to them is every time you get hungry, reach for protein. Sometimes that protein is going to incorporate fat like cheese or red meat or even salmon. Um, sometimes that protein is not going to have any fat in it, a protein shake, um, chicken, white fish. So we learn to build our meals based on protein at the center. And then we add some carbs and those carbs need to be healthy. They, They shouldn't be something that has everything on the back that you can't read. So we start with fresh fruits and vegetables and then we go to whole grains. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then we make sure that we have like a thumb of fat. So maybe there's olive oil on those vegetables. Maybe the fish with salmon. So you already have fat there. Maybe you want to throw in some nuts on the side or an avocado on the side. So we try and build our plate with a big chunk of protein, some carbs and some fat. And as long as that's in every meal, we're okay. Now you're not going to have fat in every meal. Sometimes you're going to have a protein shake that has no fat in it whatsoever but that's because we need protein. Again, this is getting advanced. This is hard to throw what you throw at the beginning because the beginning is so slow and it's just me coming alongside someone and answering yeah, their questions. Yeah, yeah. But at the end, you know, they know how to put a meal together where they're looking for protein, they're looking for fat, they're looking for carbs. Yes. And then, you know, you want to make sure that those carbs and those fats are healthy and, you know, vegetables and, and fruit, cause you to feel more full because you have to eat yes. a lot of them to be, they're not calorie dense like a cheesecake. A cheesecake is very calorie dense, but you're not really getting much nutrients. So we want to make sure that most of the food we eat is not calorie dense, but that it's um, very filling. Yes. So protein satiates us. Fat does satiate us too. There's a lot that goes into it to just throw it at the beginning. But bottom line is at the end of six months, they know how to put a meal together because of the steps that we've gone through. Yeah. So like in weight loss, uh, what I've heard is there needs to be like a calorie deficit to, for you to lose weight or like lose fat. Or how, how would you explain that uh, if, if that concept? How do we explain a calorie deficit? Okay, yeah, a calorie yeah. deficit is, um, the bottom line is that when people say that they are not losing weight, it's because they're eating too many calories. And so they'll try and jump onto a, you know, low fat or low carbs, and they still won't lose weight. And they're like, see, it didn't work. But bottom line is scientifically, when you eat less calories than you're expending, you're going to lose weight. So if your body uses 1500 calories a day, and you're eating 2000 calories a day, you're going to gain weight, right? So you have to eat less than your body's expending. So if your body's expending 1,500 calories a day, you need to eat 1,400 calories a day. Now, here's the thing, though. It's 3,500 calories to lose one pound of fat. 
So we have to multiply. If we're only losing, if we're only in a calorie deficit of 100 calories a day, that's going to be quite a few days to even see one pound of weight loss. And that's where a lot of people get really frustrated because to see one pound of weight loss on a scale over two weeks, it's probably not going to happen because there's days when you have more salt, so you hold more water. There's days when you might have more carbs, so again, you hold more water. And so even though you may have lost a pound of fat in those two weeks, you can't really see it. So you want to have a higher deficit than that. A lot of people aim for like a 500 calorie deficit so that in one week you can lose one pound. And that way, after two weeks, you should have lost two pounds of fat. You're going to see at least a pound on the scale. And um, so that's where a coach comes in in deciding, hey, let's see what you're eating now. Are you gaining weight? Are you staying at the weight you're at? Because once we find out where, that there's, where the weight is, where they're staying, then we know how many calories to take off to cause them to lose weight. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so how much calories should do it based on, is it based on kind of the body weight? You know, how do you find like how much you should eat? You know, how, how to make sure like you should not overeat though, uh, eat less that uh, something like so that's a situation where I'm not going to say on, a, on an interview how much certain people should be eating because everybody's going to be different. Yeah, and yeah. that's where we get ourselves into trouble with these meal plans that a lot of coaches have that don't know what they're doing. And they're like, oh, you're a female between the ages of 30 and 40. You should be eating this many calories. Here's your meal plan. That doesn't work. Okay, <laughs> and good. that's why I never have a meal plan for any of my clients because each client, even if I have two men that are the same age and the same weight, most likely, not even most likely, absolutely 100%, their meal plan will be different. Because okay. one might have a lot more things that they do to keep them active during the day and the other one might not. One might have some issues medically that they're dealing with that the other one may not. And I have to take that all into perspective when I say, this is what you should be eating. Nobody's going to have the same energy output as another person. So one guy that's 55 and six foot and 200 pounds might be burning 1800 calories a day. Another guy that is the same age, same height, same weight, might only be burning 1,500 calories a day. So if I put them on the same meal plan, I would be doing one of them a disservice. Yeah. Most likely I'd be doing both of them a disservice. So that's why I don't do meal plans. I teach people how to eat for their body. And that takes a few months to figure out. And that takes a lot of communication between a client and a coach. Yes. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's like talk about protein. What kind of protein do, would you recommend to go with? Are there any specific kind of food? It's uh, all like it's in the wide spectrum of uh, all the protein. As far as protein goes, I say it, it, I just try and get clients to eat more protein. Yes. <laughs> so the easiest way I get clients to eat more protein right off the bat is protein shakes. And by protein shakes, I don't mean protein powder plus a bunch of other stuff in it. I mean, literally the protein powder, Only, shake okay. it with water and drink it morning and evening. That's what I start all my clients on because it gets you in the habit of having protein before you start your day and when you're ending your day, because when you're recovering, when you're sleeping, that's a huge part of losing weight is our recovery time. Our body needs that protein to actually recover. So protein shakes work great. They're very cheap. They're probably the cheapest protein you can get. 
they're tasty. They come in a lot of flavors. Um, I definitely have my special brands that I prefer, but heck, if you want to go out and get a protein shake from the store, it's a good place to start. Then we incorporate chicken because again, it's low fat. We're trying to start with low fat stuff because most Americans don't have a problem getting fat. They have a protein. They have a problem getting protein, but they're eating way too much fat as it is. So I try and start with the leanest amount of proteins to incorporate first. So chicken, then we go to egg whites because a lot of people can either drink the flavored egg whites or they like to make scrambled eggs or they put eggs into something else. Then after that is when we get into what do you like? Some people like steak, some people like sausage, some people. So, you know, whatever it is that you like to incorporate protein wise, I just tell them to eat more of it. Uh, Egg yolks are great, especially, I mean, it's an animal fat and it's got a lot of good nutrients in it. So an egg yolk is a great thing to start with, especially females need to start with animal fats in the morning. Um, So I actually have eggs in my protein pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. So is it more fat or is it more protein? An egg yolk? Yep. The yolk is where the fats are. So yep. if you want an egg without the fat, then don't have the yolk and you still get the protein because the protein is in the white part. Yeah. yeah um, okay, okay. So by taking out the yolk, you're just taking out the fat, but it's very healthy fat. So yeah, that's good. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so like the protein shake, so it like it comes as a, like a supplement or like, is it like just protein like the Yeah, it comes as a supplement. I use my protein powder or Legion Athletics, um, two very good brands, and they don't put fillers and they don't use fake sugar. So that's why I like those two brands. Yeah, yeah. So what, like, what about like exercise? Like, how would you incorporate exercise into like doing this? Into a day. So the first thing I get my clients doing is just moving. I'm not going to tell my clients right away, "Hey, I want you to have 40 minutes in the gym." Because if I don't have somebody who can even spend 10 or 15 minutes taking a walk, then they're going to fail if I tell them to go spend 40 minutes in a gym. And I'm trying to get them to see their life um, filled with successes. I want them to be able to pat themselves on their back every day and say, hey, good job. Not, hey, I failed. So we start with just taking the walks and those walks lead to longer walks. And those longer walks then lead to, hey, do you think you can get in the gym? And that gym time turns into, you know, not just the basics, but starting to do more kind of lifting of weights and more compound movements. And then those times turn into, let's really structure your program. So we're building the muscle that you want built. For those clients of mine that I have, which tend to be mostly men that come to me already being in the gym. then I just look at what they're doing and say, okay, let's make this more uh, usable time. You know, how, how long are your rest periods? How much are you really getting lifted? Are you progressively overloading the bar or are you just, you know, willy nilly who cares what I do when I go in the gym and every day it's different and every week it's different. So I have no idea if I'm progressing in weight or not. So I try and teach them the basics of how to, look at your time in the gym and say, I've got 45 minutes and I'm going to make the best use of that. And then I give them a plan and then I teach them how to lift. And so it's really different for each client. Some, like I said, I'm just trying to get them to take two walks outside. Some I'm literally setting them up on say a bodybuilding schedule. Yeah. What's your idea on like, what's the whey protein means? Uh, Like I've heard of that supplement. kind of It's, uh, just a very viable, easy source of protein. 
So okay. and it, it's digestible. Um, yeah, it's just the best. It's just an easy. <laughs> this can get really complicated and really uh, scientific, but we'll just keep it at the bare minimum. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. It's a good protein to incorporate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you for listening to our conversation. Don't forget to sign up to ICE if you need to send or receive money from abroad. Please leave a review and subscribe to the show. See you next time.